Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Life at Ease, an Early Autism Services podcast. I am your host, Naza, Outreach Specialist with Early Autism Services. Early Autism Services provides in-home, in-clinic, and telehealth behavioral prevention therapy, or ABA therapy, for children on the autism spectrum across the United States, Australia, and India. Early Autism Services is comprised of caring individuals who are all committed to helping children with autism and their families. The goal of our podcast is to encourage conversation about autism, to foster understanding and awareness in order to help create a more accepting society. On today's episode, in honor of Mental, Mental Health Awareness Month, we'll be speaking with Amy Federer with NAMI Philly. And NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Health. We will be speaking to their theme for this month, Together for Mental Health. Amy Federer is Director of Operations at NAMI Philadelphia and is an internationally certified crisis intervention training coordinator. After working in the mental health field for four years, she moved over to the corporate world. Eventually, she went back to the behavioral health field and hasn't looked back since she did so five years ago. She has dedicated her life to helping others who are struggling to get the help they need because she and her family also struggle, struggle with mental illness. Amy's goal in life is to let people know that they are not alone and that there's always hope and help available. That's so beautiful. Welcome, welcome, Amy. We are so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're, and I'm more excited to, to kind of, uh, you know, we've met before and we've had multiple conversations and it's always something positive. It's always something. We're always thinking of ideas and thinking of things to do. And I'm just so excited to get to, to speak with you about this topic of mental health. Um, as I'm sure you know, many individuals on the autism spectrum have a dual diagnosis or multiple diagnoses. Um, and so I definitely wanted to, to talk with you about um, the National Alliance on Mental Health, um, the organization, uh, what you guys do, the wonderful things you guys do, um, and uh, specifically the focus for this month, which is uh, Together for Mental Health. Okay, so um, it's actually National Alliance on Mental Illness. That's what NAMI stands for. Um, and it is, uh, so it's a national organization and then there's state and local levels. And then, um, so we deal with all of Philadelphia and we offer, everything we do is free. So we have free education, support, awareness, um, anything that involves mental health, we deal with it. Uh, we have a lot of different resources. We deal with people that directly have mental illness and or their family members, um, children, adults, uh, whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter if you have insurance or not. Um, everything that we do is free. So we have educational programs where um, there's uh, classes that people can take with us. And they're a little bit of a commitment. They're eight week courses, um, but they're all free. Everything, the curriculum is free and everything. And we're doing them all virtually currently. So anybody, even if you're not in Philly, you can actually attend our classes and all of our support groups and everything because everything is currently still virtually. There are a couple things that are in person, but most everything that we have is virtual. But we have people from Puerto Rico that come to some of our stuff. So oh. far and wide. Yeah. So even if you're not from Philly, you can actually um, get the benefits of our services if you don't have a NAMI close to you. Um, but as we were saying about the, the um, classes, there is a class, uh, eight-week class, it's called Family to Family. 
And it talks about different warning signs, symptoms, uh, different kinds of medication, how the brain works, how to take care of your loved one while also making sure that you take care of yourself as well, because that's really important. Can't take care of somebody else if you're not taking care of your own well-being. Um, so that is a really great class. And um, we offer that two to three times a year. And then we have um, on the opposite side of that spectrum for individuals living with mental illness themselves, we have a educational class that's called peer to peer. And that is for individuals living with mental illness, 18 and up. And it talks about different warning signs, different symptoms, how to advocate for yourself at a doctor's appointment, different medications, what works for you, self-care, smart goals. It's an amazing course as well. Again, all free. Um, and that is also uh, online. And there's one to two a year currently right now that we do. Uh, we have support groups, uh, again, all online. So anybody can join anywhere that, th that they are. Uh, and that we have support groups for women, for anybody who identifies as female, men, for anybody who identifies as male. We have um, uh, people of color support group, Disabilities Plus, which is a support group for people who have physical as well as mental health challenges. Uh, and then we also have family support groups where we have the family members of individuals that are living with mental illness. They can come into that group and talk about their challenges that they're facing. Um, and a lot of the people that go to our peer-to-peer -peer or our family-to-family -family educational classes filter in and out through the support groups as well. So it's a lot of the same community that you'll see in one or the other. Um, and then we do things like for education, we go out to schools, we talk to kids about sixth grade up and through college. And we, the program is the educational piece, which talks about warning signs of suicide awareness, prevention, how to help a friend, um, different warning signs and symptoms. Uh, and then there is an education piece that comes from a young storyteller who tells their journey of their mental health recovery. We've had the program running, I believe, since uh, its inception in 2019. And we've spoken to about 15,000 kids in uh, Philadelphia alone. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it's one of, uh, uh, one of the most main amazing programs that we currently have. Um, not that all of our programs aren't amazing, but that's definitely a special one close to our heart. And along those same lines, there is also one that, uh, by the way, for the ending the silence, it can be for teachers. So there's three different modalities for it. There's teachers, there's one for parents, and then there's also the one for the children as well. Okay. And then um, we have on that other side of the spectrum is in our own voice, which the education piece just comes from people telling their journey of their recovery of mental illness from where they were before and how they got to where they are today. Uh, so that is something that I can go on the corner of my house and do a presentation there. We do these presentations, by the way, for anybody who requests them. So if somebody goes on our website and they see this information and they want to have the presentation offered at their library or at their school or um, at their organization or just for their family, we can do those presentations for anyone at any time. Wow. Um, yeah, so that is that. And then we also participate with the crisis intervention training with the police. 
Um, we're hopefully going to also be participating with the fire department, just met with them yesterday with the paramedics. Uh, and then, um, so we participate with that. And then we're also going to be running the CIT, the whole program for the fire department, fingers crossed as long as everything goes through. Um, and that's actually a really um, amazing thing that we do to just try to let people know that, you know, mental health exists and that there are definitely crisis situations that happen uh, and how to kind of deal with those crisis situations without walking away or making them worse. So that is something that we do. I'm trying to think of, there's so many different things that we do, um, but we do have, we have community educational forums where we talk about, um, you know, mental health resources in the area. Sometimes we'll have somebody, a speaker come in and educate somebody on a specific topic, such as um, helping versus enabling, uh, navigating a mental health crisis. Again, those are a lot of the times online where anyone can access them. It doesn't have to actually be in Philadelphia. Gotcha. Wow. That is a plethora of, of resources, um, Amy, and resources that, that we need, uh, resources that were not available, like even just a decade ago. Yes. Or um, and it's and it's amazing to see um, just the evolution of and and the development of like um, not only the awareness but um, hand in hand you know okay we we know this is something that exists now this is what we're going to do to help help the members of our community um, enabling people and um, providing them with the support that they need I, I loved um, the different. Uh, support groups that you mentioned, not only for the individuals, um, you know, experiencing uh, mental health, but uh, issues, but also for their families, for the teachers. Um, and then the resources for children as young as uh, sixth grade, I think is amazing because, um, you know, children are, are, are very dense, complex beings. And a lot of times, um, you know, the, those, the issues that you can start to see uh, you know, just uh, families are busy, right? Parents are busy and they want their child to, okay, this is the schedule from like eight o'clock until six o'clock. And we're doing yes. with just that routine. And, and, and some things, unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm a parent myself and, um, you know, I, I won't notice uh, certain things that maybe my sister, if she's in town and, and visiting, she's like, oh, he's, you know, your son said this. And like, do mm -hmm. you learn it all? And I'm like, what? Like, when did we yeah. say that? And then yes. it's like, okay, we got to do this. We have work, we have soccer. And so I love, I love that um, particularly and, and, and everything else, of course, too. But, um, but I, I do, I do love that you go into the different schools. So, so can the school contact uh, you all to request something like that? Yes. So any of our presentations, but especially the ending with silence, there's actually a specific tab on our website where there is um, for for our presentation pieces for educational support. And then under there is the ending with silence tab and you can fill out a form. This is just a simple form to contact and where you would be. And then um, Becca Lane, she runs that program. She's our youth education outreach manager, and she will be able to to set up whatever it is that you need. Also along those same lines, because I am, I'm also a mother too, and my son lives with autism. And um, 
I, being even in this field, I was completely lost when I realized that something was going on. Actually, I was, um, I was in, I was walking, he was walking past the bathroom when I was in my bathroom getting ready to go to work. And he said he wishes he wasn't here anymore. And I was at a complete loss of what to do where to go, who to talk to. It was almost like I just drew a blank on everything. Um, And so I started to navigate through that world um, seven years ago. And it was extremely scary. And I felt like I didn't know where to turn. And I felt like I should know where to turn considering what I do for a living. Um, And considering the fact that I've also gone through, you know, that process of that journey of mental health and trying to figure out and advocate for yourself and where to go and who to talk to. Um, So just, I didn't mention it in the overview, but we have a warm line. So it's 1-844-PHL. Hope is what the number is. And anybody can call at any time because there is someone on call every day. There is a family member on call every day. There is an individual living with mental health themselves, with mental health conditions themselves. And then there's also um, eventually going to be a faith-based person on the call each day. And so people can call for any reason, whether it's they feel lost, they don't know where to turn, they um, are confused about what resource to go to next. Uh, And that is really helpful because you realize that you're not alone. There are so many people on our warm line that if they don't know the answer, we all are connected and we all figure out that situation and that solution together. Uh, And that feels like, then you don't feel so alone, you know? And luckily for me, I was in the position where I had a bunch of people that I could run to and ask, you know, certain questions, but not everybody has that. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of reasons why you can call into our warm line, but that is, um, the resources are, are number one, uh, for us. We can make sure that you get connected to a resource, whatever it is that you need, but even say a family member goes into treatment and you don't know what that next step is. You don't know what happens after that. We can walk you through that process and let you know. But then also too, I mean, if you don't have insurance and you're looking to figure out how to get insurance, we will walk you through that process of obtaining insurance. Or maybe you just want to talk because you want somebody to listen to you. That's also a reason to call our warm line as well. That is so incredible, Amy. I cannot tell you how many times Um, So before the outreach uh, specialist position, I was helping the company on the intake side of things. And so I was receiving those calls from flustered parents, um, overwhelmed parents, scared parents, Mm -hmm. parents who just did not know. Um, Unfortunately, the doctor just gave them a sheet of, you know, with with all of these different names of these providers and like, okay, we'll call and um, and literally just on the phone with that, with these parents. And they're like, I don't know who, what you guys are, what you guys do. Uh, my doctor mm-hmm. told me to call you. And so you are that person on the line where you're like, okay, 
this is where, you know, okay, so this is who we, you know, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is why you're contacting us. And these parents are so afraid. Um, and sometimes, uh, you know, and, and just kudos to those parents who still pick up the phone and call and try to find out because it's paralyzing. Yeah. Sometimes the fear yeah. is so overwhelming that it's paralyzing. And you're just like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to take a, take a step yeah. back and not do anything. Not because you don't want mm-hmm. to, but, but because, mm-hmm. because you can't. And so I love, I love the concept of the warm line. Um, and it's funny before you mentioned it, I was going to say, Amy, I think you guys have a crisis line and, but yeah. I'm so I love the choice of words and I love that you call it a warm line and not like a crisis hotline because it just adds to that, to that feel of like supporting and the compassion and just um, we are here for you. uh, And, and, and regardless of what it is. And, and sometimes it is, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just trying to talk to someone and like trying to come to terms with everything that you're feeling before you can even do anything for your child, for your family member, for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's that's truly incredible that, that is that is truly incredible all of the resources that you that you, that you guys have available um and you mentioned the website i think namiphilly.org and yeah. that's where families can go to kind of see what you guys have um and i know that you also provide um i know that there is a resource uh so just you know anyone listening if you're interested um, and in Philly, um, there is a mental health resource fair at Friends Hospital on Thursday, the 26th. Um, more details again on the NAMI um, Philly.org website. Um, so you can you can check that out. Um, and there, there are so many overlaps in the community for families impi- impacted by both autism. And thank you so much for sharing uh, your personal story um, along the same lines of, uh, both autism and mental health diagnoses. Um, so this topic is important for, for these communities, for all communities. Um, and also I just wanted to, you know, I de- I identify with the Brown community. Um, and it is so devastating to witness the shaming culture that is prevalent when it comes to individuals from our community needing or seeking mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see that things have changed a little bit over time. Um, but the taboo associated with mental health needs is real. It's detrimental. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's deadly. Yes. Uh, the stigma hinders open communication. Um, this can lead to confusion, isolation, withdrawal, pressure, um, and just those increased occurrences of feeling like a failure. Um, and so opening up about your struggles can help calling the warm line. Um, and, and that's another reason why I, I love that educational piece of like coming out to the elementary schools and speaking to children. Um, you know, it can it can make others feel less alone. And um, as you as you're talking about um, and opening up about struggles, you can encourage others to speak about their own struggles. So hearing from you know like the peer to peer, like you mentioned. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not getting the the group names. No, that's correct. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I was actually I was gonna say too, as far as our support groups, I know that that stigma is very real still. Um, I think that that stigma is very real, especially in the brown communities. And um, so I, what I always tell people is, is if they, so on our website, when you go on our website, you can see all of the different support groups. There will be a description of each support group um, and what the day and time. And like I said, they're online. You are free to come to that 
particular support group and change your name and have your camera off if that makes you feel more comfortable. If whatever makes you feel more comfortable to receive that support, you will still get that same support, whether you have your camera on, whether you don't even participate and you just want to listen because sometimes listening is just as good as actually participating. So whatever it is that makes you feel more comfortable, you are more than welcome to everything is confidential that we do, but you are more than welcome to come and not have to not have to show yourself if that is not what you want to do. Um, just to make yourself feel more comfortable. Uh, so I just want to make that clear that there is no, you do not have to show your face or even tell your name if that's something that's not comfortable for you. That's wonderful. Thank you yeah. for, for creating a safe environment um, for, for families, for individuals. Um, but just, you know, just wanting to, to kind of talk about that a little bit more, um, mm -hmm. stigma and that taboo. Um, and the, I'm, I'm sure that the people leading the groups are, you know, licensed professionals. Um, how, how, how is that handled? Or I guess, um, and I know for each circumstance, it, it's, it's different, but, um, uh, just, just knowing that you guys are privy to, to the taboo and the stigma associated with different cultures, uh, you know, uh, how is that handled with, with the conversations and the, and the groups? So that's very, um, that's a very good question. Um, and actually our support groups are all, all of our actual things that we do are peer-based. So we are not clinicians. Okay. We are not, um, you know, some of our support group leaders are clinicians technically, but in the space of our support, they are peers. So they are individuals living with mental illness. They are family members who have individuals that also are living with mental illness. So the, they are also trained by NAMI and they do get, you know, they go through a training and that, that's how they become facilitators. Um, but they use their lived experience in order to share with the group. So for our people of color support group, for example, they are people of color living with mental illness. And they are the ones that are running the group and having the conversations and holding that conversations in a safe space for individuals that are just like them. So there is no, um, and I mean, obviously there are other support groups that have everyone in them. All of our support groups are very well mixed as far as race, ethnicity, um, different types of mental illness, uh, there's all different ages in our support groups as well. So everybody, while we come together from separate parts of our own little worlds, everybody really is, it's like a beautiful family in each of our support groups. Oh, everyone gosh. supports everybody, but yeah, I mean, they're all peer led. So everyone that is talking to somebody in a specific group, they are living with that same thing. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So much. Um, that is, that is truly incredible. Um, I just wanted to, to say thank you so much uh, for sharing your passion for, for this work. I, I know it, it, you know, there's, there's the, the personal piece, um, to any work that, that we do sometimes really, 
um, really creates that that energy um, that that work requires. Um, it's not always easy, um, but you're you're out there and you're and you're putting in the time and the effort um, and the love. And anytime we meet, uh, you know, uh, you just you just have this energy about you, Amy. And and it's 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 definitely I can definitely feel it, and I and, and it's definitely needed um, in 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 the work that we do in the behavioral health field, the mental health field. Oh, thank you. I don't feel like I work a day in my life. That is incredible. except when I have to go to a meeting. I don't want to go to. <laughs> That's truly beautiful, right? That is the goal, isn't it? Isn't that the yeah. goal for like anything that we want to do in life? Like it it shouldn't have to feel like work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, and I just wanted to say families in order, uh, to, you know, just encouraging again, um, just talking about, uh, just open communication. I know, um, some days, you know, I'm not having a good day and I'll, I'll just tell my kids, like, I'm feeling really sad today. I'm feeling very anxious. I have a meeting. I have a podcast episode, you know, <laughs> that I have mm-hmm. to record, like I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that having that open communication, having children understand too, that uh, emotions are real, feelings are real. You can't judge the feelings, right? I always like to tell them um, is, uh, is something that I know I didn't grow up with. I, I remember as a child, just feeling a lot of things and then, and, and knowing that there was no way or no one that I could um, talk to, no way to, to let those, let, let them out. And I can, I can, I can still feel, you know, just um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just like this, this full, this heaviness, this fullness of like all of these different things. And I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I love that you guys have the educational piece, um, you know, coming into the schools, talking to kids, um, because sometimes that support is not there in the families and not because, um, you know, parents choose not to support. It's just sometimes parents just don't know. Um, yeah. I know that was the case with, with my mom, you know, she was an immigrant parent just wanting to to make sure we had food on the table and that we were, you know, in a safe, um, dry, warm place to sleep, you know, yeah. um, at night. And so she, she, she couldn't, she didn't have uh, the tools herself to be able to help us with, uh, with uh, the emotional piece, the mental health piece. Um, and so just, you know, encouraging families out there to, uh, to open up about your struggles. Um, it will help, uh, you know, um, allowing yourself to ask, ask for and accept health help too, um, is, is something that, you know, I know can be, uh, can feel a very daunting, just like, you know, asking for the help, but also being able to accept the help. Um, uh, in any case, families who are, uh, wanting to learn more and get involved with NAMI, please visit nami.org excuse me, to find your local NAMI. Um, if you are on, uh, if you are in the Philly region, uh, check out namiphilly.org. Um, and like I mentioned, they, there's a mental health resource fair at Friends Hospital, May 26th. Um, if you're an organization, you can sign up uh, for a table. Otherwise it is open to the public. Um, and there's also a walk, uh, NAMI Walks Philly on uh, September 25th. And there's more information on the website uh, regarding regarding that. Um, and then, uh, like like Amy mentioned, uh, the warm line, the number for the warm line is one eight four four. Correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, but it's one eight four four P H L Hope. Correct. 
All right. Well, there you have it. Um, thank you for tuning into Life at Ease. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us with any questions you may have, or if you are looking to enroll your child in ABA services, uh, please feel free to email us uh, at info at earlyautismservices.com. Uh, don't forget to check out our previous episodes. And um, if, uh, if there's anything that we can do as individuals, I would say, um, you know, just be open and um, provide a safe, safe space, safe place um, for anyone that you know that is struggling uh, with mental health illness, um, because it's, it can be a very lonely place. It can be a very isolating place. Um, and even, um, each, each individual, you know, I'm not licensed, uh, to do anything, but, um, if I can, if I can just smile and, and make someone's, uh, someone's day feel, feel just better by, by, by giving them a smile or a hug, um, if that's, if, if that's what they need, uh, you know, just as individuals, we are very powerful in, in, in the impact that we can make in, in others' lives. And so, um, and so never underestimate um, a kind, a kind, a kind act or a kind deed. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, to check out the resources that are available.